0: Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Beziz Hashem Feedback and Insights, share number 53. In last Feedback and Insights of share 52, we started discussing a special program, an idea of how couples either could work on this together, or even if that doesn't happen, and only one of the two works on this, the other one will be influenced tremendously by it, and the marriage can be enhanced, saved and um, get stronger and stronger each and every day and the last sheer of the feedback we discussed mostly the mida of patience that very often it's important to demonstrate that patience and to say nothing negative to your spouse at all or even if they're critical to be silent and even in your heart to have a certain calmness about it and to hold your tongue so that you shouldn't regret saying something that you would regret saying. And in in, in any situation that causes you to feel angry towards your husband or wife or thinking disapproving thoughts of them or don't let it come out in words. See if you can handle it in a calmer, better situation. And then after things calm down, you could speak about it in a calm way. It's important to do that, even if it seems like your husband or wife doesn't appreciate that that's what you're doing. They may not even hop for the time being, that you're being patient with them, or that you're keeping quiet when it's hard to, while they're in that bad mood. But slowly but surely, it um, accumulates, the awareness does set in, and they start to realize it and appreciate it over time. Today, we're going to discuss another concept of trying to do it to heal your marriage again. If you could work together on this, that would be ideal. But even if not, and it's one-sided, do it anyway. Um, And not think about the results. The results, most of the time, come over time if you're patient. But even if they don't, you transform yourself by this. And... We're talking today about actual kindness. Expressing love is expressing kindness. Kindness is a love in action, in maise, in actually doing things to help the other person. So when we talked last week about patience, that was uh, mostly a concept how love reacts in order to minimize a negative uh, circumstance, And to um, diffuse a situation, to let that storm of upsetness pass by you until things calm down. And that itself is a tremendous act of love. By reacting, by choosing not to react, kindness is more on the positive side of acting to maximize a, a circumstance, to make it as most positive as possible so when last week we talked about patience that avoids a pitfall of a problem and it builds the relationship that way kindness creates an actual blessing of that act patience prevents problems kindness is more proactive you need both sides of that love those are yeside shabegesides like last week we talked about when you're patient or when you're quiet when Your wife or husband is being sharp with you. It seems like it's passive, but it's a tremendous, tremendous milestone. But here we're talking about the active part of actually acting kind. Love makes you kind, and kindness generates love. When you act kind, it makes you ultimately more likable. When you're kind, people want to be around you. And when you're kind to your wife, your wife will want to be more with you. And when you're kind to your husband, your husband will be, want to be there more with you. They see you as being good to them and good for them. And that is very, very important. Kashreim al-ibecha, kasreim rather, libecha rather, kashreim al Gagare secha. And that applies to Teira and that applies to chesed. You deeply ingrain chesed in your hearts. Try to find any possible opportunity, especially at home, of how to do kindness towards your husband and wife. Even if they don't expect it, even if they right now don't appreciate it, even if they you expect them to at least say that thank you, which they did not say, and you deserve to hear that thank you from them, but nevertheless, you do it anyway. And, um... So one idea of chesed is taking the initiative of thinking ahead. And that takes a certain step. You don't need yet to do a misa. Um And and basically, what you do is, is you don't wait to be coerced to do a chesed or to be prompted to do that chesed. You, meaning you don't, that's what I meant. You don't, you don't, Wait for a request. You anticipate what your husband or wife would want. And you do that first. Whether you greet your husband or wife first. You smile at them first. You serve them first. You forgive them first. And you don't require the other one to get his and her act together before you're showing love. Don't say, I'm going to wait till they take that first step. I'm going to wait till that my spouse, the husband or wife, acts warmly first to me, then I'll act warmly to them. Take the initiative right now, even if you don't feel like it. And when you see that need for chesed, my husband right now needs this. My wife right now needs this. They may not be the in the best of the moods. They may not. You may think they may not even deserve it right now. Whatever the case may be. But what you do is, is you say to yourself, they need this chesed, I'm going to do it for them. Unconditionally, period. Don't anticipate results. Like I said, this is a long-term thing. You do this day in and day out, day in and day out. The results, 99% of the time, come. Even if it doesn't come, it transforms you. So what you do is, again, you take that initiative of doing that chesed, unprompted, Even if it wasn't requested, and even if you don't think you will get a positive response back. Another concept of kindness that's built into it is a certain gentleness. When you're operating from chesed, you're careful how you treat your husband, how you treat your wife, never becoming unnecessarily callous or harsh. You're sensitive. Certain tenderness, we spoke about, that if you could be as strong-minded as you want, 100%, at home, with your wife, with your husband, no matter how strong-minded you may be, you soften up. You become more sensitive, you become more tender, you become more flexible. Even if you need to say hard things at times, you bend over backwards to make that quote-unquote muster the easiest possible thing to hear, the most gentlest way, like butter, that is love of true love of emes. So again, you take the initiative. That's number one. Number two, you build that chesed with a gentleness. And the next part is also part of it is helpfulness. Being kind means that you meet the need of the moment. If it's housework and you you know have the ability to help, help with the house, housework, help with the laundry, a listening ear, you give the listening ear. Chesed means that you give your wife, the, that the chesed gives the wife the ability to serve her husband, not worrying about her rights. Husband doing chesed for the wife, not worrying about his rights. It's just the curiosity of discovering what does my wife really need at the moment? What does my husband need right now at the moment? And then motivate yourself to take those steps to see that those needs are met. And there needs to be a willingness to this, to be agreeable. Instead of being obstinate, instead of being reluctant, instead of being stubborn, you cooperate and you stay flexible. Instead of complaining or making excuses, you look for creative ways to accommodate and to adjust a kind husband will end thousands of thousands and thousands of potential arguments by simply being willing to listen first rather than to demand his way and the wife as well a kind wife will end thousands of potential arguments by her willingness to listen first rather than to demand her way and that's very 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 important and um it's a special ahava to do this and you need to remember those kindnesses that caused you and your husband, you and your wife to be close in the first place there must have been a time where you were close where you did chesed for one another where you felt good about your marriage and by the way, even if you never did, for whatever reason it's time to start now but if you have, you recall those days and try to renew those days and years and time yes we talked about it previously it could weaken by nature by the fact that time passed by that the enjoyment dissipates somewhat the excitement dissipates somewhat but nevertheless daily practiced kindness breeds and generates mutual tainug of delight and love no matter how many years you're married, and no matter what the problems were in the past, you keep doing these practices that were described in this feedback and in the prior feedback, you will see how your marriage improves immensely. Pia Pascha Bechachma, Esh Yisrael says, V'seyras chesed al By the way, even though this is talking about Aisha Yisrael, a woman, Referring to Tyra and other things, a husband could learn from this too. Pia Al He could learn from his wife or from the Ishis Chayil of Mishlay. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk with Chachma with wisdom. I'm going to teach tairas chesed al That my mouth, my tongue, as I speak, will always be a tyra of chesed, of helping. Of, of taking the initiative to help, not waiting for your spouse to be kind first, and make it your daily mission to do so. It is true that sometimes it can be hard. It's hard to demonstrate love when you have little or no motivation. It's hard to demonstrate love when it seems like your husband or wife doesn't care or is indifferent. But love in its truest sense is not based on those feelings. It's rather a determined decision of thoughtful action, even when there seems to be no reward. And remember, over 90% of the time, the reward will come anyway over time, not maybe when you expect it. It may take a couple of more weeks than you anticipated. But it generally, human nature is, punim, that love will turn back to you but never expect it and or do things because of that. And you'll never learn to love unless you learn to demonstrate first this chesed that we talked about this week and patience that we talked about last week. So last week's patience is saying nothing negative to your spouse today. And even when something important has to be said, Wait till things calm down and then talk in a most gentle possible way. Another thing you try to do today and every day, do at least one unexpected gesture as an act of kindness. An act of love that you do today. And it doesn't need to be a major, major thing. And some things could be done and be made as a daily habit. A daily habit of starting to do those chasadim for your husband and for your wife. A part of this also is to do your best not to be selfish. And because selfishness and love are exactly opposite. Selfishness is motivated by taking and giving. Love generally by, uh, sorry, by taking and receiving. That selfishness and love is usually based on giving. And even when you take, it's for the purpose of giving. And sometimes we deny ourselves for the sake of somebody else, while by selfishness we focus just on ourselves at their expense. Selfishness, self-centeredness, suffocates our ability to love. If we choose self-centeredness, we become more needy, we become hypersensitive, we become more demanding. And when we don't get our way, we judge others harshly while we are blind to our own faults. That's what self-centeredness does. In an extreme case, it becomes narcissistic. And this is our culture that we live in our day. We live in a world right now where the self is key. The self is avedizara. We're enamored with ourselves. The culture around us teaches us you focus on your own personal appearance, your own feelings only, your own desires are your top priority. Um, we don't like this trait in other people. It bothers us when we see other people that are self-centered, that are egotistical, but we justify it when it's in ourselves. I deserve this. I expect that. I want this. I want that. Those are words and expressions that feed into selfishness. Again, I'm not talking about becoming a doormat. I'm not talking about the normal human needs that you have a right to express that you need. That is not, even if it has some selfishness to that, that is okay. Basic human needs. I want to be talked to with respect. I want to be treated like a human being. That's healthy. We're talking about when your whole world revolves around the me, yours truly, that is an that is um, unhealthy. Now the truth is is that we have this selfishness from birth, basically. Children are by naturally, very selfish for the most part, and um, they sometimes see the way adults mistreat each other, and they learn from that. And if you look at things that are wrong, if you look deep into it, it's based on selfish motivations. And uh, in marriage, that can be a very painful thing. Because what a marriage does is, and that's what the Azer Konegdoi is, is it exposes your selfishness in a clear way. In a marriage, if you don't work on yourself, then your husband will notice his wife being very selfish and his, the wife noticing the husband being very selfish, it exposes us. Because we, we see when, our husband puts, when the husband puts his interests and desires and priorities ahead of his wife's, basically he's saying, without saying it, I'm selfish. When the wife complains about the time and energy she spends to meet the needs of her husband, and she's revealing her selfishness. Again, we're not talking about normal human needs. We're going beyond that, where you're the center of everything. Moodiness is selfishness in disguise. Complaining is selfishness in disguise. Laziness is another aspect of selfishness. Irresponsibility is another um, sign of selfishness. Boasting, bragging, becoming easily angered, talking too much, never listening... On and on and on and on. All these lists of negative behaviors, the nakuda of it is uh, over-inflated ego. And thinking too much of what I, me, the royal me. And again, I'm going to say this many times because we have to counterbalance this. (laughs) Yes, a person has to say the world was created for me. So you are special. Your neshama is special. But it has to be done in a unselfish way. How is my neshama going to serve its best? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. My neshama, yes. But how is it going to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's when you start focusing now on your husband's needs. On your wife's needs. Think about the other person. We all struggle with self- selfishness. It's part of self-preservation. It make, makes sense. It's normal, but we have to break that habit. We have to, loving couples and loving marriages are work very hard on humbling themselves and they, they decide, I have flaws too, my husband has flaws, my wife has flaws, but I'm going to take good care of them as flawed individuals with whom I'm sharing my life with. My wife may have her problems, she may have a lot of flaws, She's a flawed human being, yes. But I am going to decide to live and give unselfishly to this person, to this flawed person, and make the best of it, and look at the kudais the taivais of this person, and built. And and um, you could enjoy personal fulfillment. There's nothing wrong with having a sipaka nefesh too. A hundred percent. But... You don't negate the happiness of your spouse to enjoy yourself. It should be something that's mutual. It becomes liberating after a while. People think that when you become less selfish, you become more constrained. The reverse is true. You become less selfish, you have more inner freedom. Again, we're not talking about the shmata mentality. We're talking about just normal, healthy giving it helps liberate you from anxiety of unrealistic expectations. It liberates you from the anxiety of having unmet demands. By prioritizing the well being of your husband, of your wife, you experience a fulfillment that cannot be duplicated by being selfish. And when people are unselfish, they have a special tainog. After a while, they enjoy it immensely. They have developed amazing friends. Their wives become amazing people. Their husbands become amazing people. They're willing to set aside their own jealousies, their own demands, and they lose themselves in the joy of helping the other, of giving one to the other. Sometimes by simply letting your husband or your wife speak first, or go first, or be served first, which takes very little effort, that makes all the Difference in the world. And when you learn more to resist your own unselfishness, the stronger you become, the stronger your relationship becomes, the more lovable you become, the more happier you become, the more happier the marriage becomes. And that is a very big yeside. You 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 learn how to do this, and it's a lot easier than people think it is, you take it by baby steps, one step at a time. You think to yourself, do I want what's best for my wife or my husband? Do I want them to be feel loved by me? Do they believe I have their best interests in mind? Do they see me as looking out for myself first and then them? Or they see me as looking out for them first? Each one of us needs to learn to be unselfish. And again, if couples work together on this, it's of course more effective, but you need to know that even if your husband or your wife right now is not in on the same page and they are themselves self-centered, but if you privately, personally start practicing this, it'll have a major effect. Again, we're not talking about being a shmata, we're not talking about being a doormat, we're not talking about um, unhealthy codependency or dependency, we're talking more about real, true giving that comes from a healthy place. And you do it, even if right now it seems one-sided, and even if right now you're not seeing the reward of it, Hashem will help, ultimately it'll come, and Aside from that, you really transform yourself and you become a more healthy, happier human being. Have a wonderful day.